what you've been cooking anything new or just if you obviously everyone's cooking more and everyone's eating more. <laughs> mm-hmm. my waistline is, is testament uh, to yeah. that you and Sadly. me both sister Sadly. you and me both we're all um, we were joking about a colleague of hers today who kind of warned them that um during this lockdown i've been eating a lot and i know i have put on weight so let me just warn you if you see me don't say a word. Don't comment. I don't want to see your face looking shocked. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Fabulous Woman podcast. I'm your host, journalist and broadcaster, Marvereen Cole. It's another story of inspiration, triumph and joy today with my friend Evadne Campbell, MBE, a former journalist. She wrote a book while she was having chemotherapy. Let's get started. Evadne, how are you? You look fabulous. <laughs> well, I'm feeling great. I am really feeling great. You'll hear more about my struggles with lockdown, but actually I'm feeling good. Right, Excellent. So- and I love the colours in your head wrap today. You've got to give me some pointers, really. This is, the, this is the media side. You know what it's like. It's like, okay, let's find something that's bright, that's going to yeah. stand out. Yeah. Looks fantastic. You don't. You do not want to see me in uh, on my yard days when I'm just like I'm not doing anything with my hair. And you know that guilt you go through when you're like, mm, I didn't, I didn't twist my hair tonight. Yeah. I didn't this, this, this. And it's like, yeah. So it's lovely to kind of like um, dress up and and be the kind of work person that we normally yes. are. Um, yes. So let's dive in then. Let's talk about um, life. Your life pre-lockdown. Um, give right. us a flavour of um, what it's like, because I know you're a super busy lady and, uh, you know, we're both ex-BBC journalists. We've been there, <laughs> we've seen it all. Yes, um, but you, <laughs> done that. You, yeah, exactly. But long since <laughs> you, you've, um, you know, you're enjoying a brilliant career as a media consultant and PR professional. So tell us more about your life pre-lockdown. Well, actually, to be fair, my life pre-lockdown hasn't changed dramatically. And that's because, um, as you know, I run a small PR company and media training. So I do a number of training courses. And I think if there's been any major changes, it's within that side of the business. Because generally, of course, I, I lecture at a couple of universities and I would be going into the universities to do my day's work with them. So I've had to do that virtually and that's been a challenge. Um, but the PR side of things, apart from the fact that pre-lockdown, um, I would go to lots of meetings. My time was constantly going to meet clients at home meet cl- um, or in their business, in a cafe somewhere. I'm now having to do things virtually. Uh, at the moment, for instance, we're working with a client that we started with last year and they were here in the UK for the project. So we did everything. We'd meet up in a cafe somewhere and, and have our meetings. Um, we're now once a week on Zoom. She's in Canada. Her team now have gone back all over the place. So she has uh, members in Jamaica. She has um, other member of her team is in Trinidad. Another one is in um, Canada. Another one. And then we, who representing her, sat in the UK. So it's really interesting. 
Whereas before, I used, she was here for like four months throughout the previous um, project. So we met regularly and, and kind of so. How's me, that going then in terms of that disbursement of your clients <laughs> and, and all those, that, that kind of change in your clients well, not being able to be physically in front of you? Well, thank goodness for technology. That's all I can say. Because honestly, I mean, I worked from home anyway. I had an office before I became ill a couple of years ago, I had, a, I had an office that I used to work from. And when I became ill, I gave that up. And, and after I finished my treatment, I thought, you know what, I can work from home. It'll save me paying out on an office space. And I was trying to rebuild the business. So working from home has been the norm for me, apart from the fact, like I said, I took every opportunity to go out and meet clients. So now I'm, I'm saying, well, can we have a, a teleconferencing call or can I do a Zoom or can I do, you know, whatever system they use. But with my client in Canada, it's actually worked out better because of the fact that her team is so dispersed. We come together once a week from all over the world and we're fine. Wow. We're just in one room talking every week at the same time we meet. And so actually that, has been that's worked out well because it means that the her team that i used to just speak to online with my email and seeing them yeah so yeah, i absolutely. put faces to them and that's it's really important so it's actually it's actually worked out better do you respect. think it's going to change the face of business overall now that we have to we've been forced into a position of being uh, becoming familiar with zoom skype teams you name it they're all out there i think i use them all right and i bet you do too like, we're all so much more familiar with that now do you think that's going to change the face uh, of kind of business operations in general for, for you know for those um kind of companies who can move a little bit more towards this kind of online tech Absolutely. Because, you know, even when I worked for the BBC, I was very fortunate that for a, at least a six year period, I was based at home for the BBC. And I know for a fact that because I was one of the few reporters that worked from a home base, I actually threw myself into working maybe 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, because wow. I wanted to, you knew that your colleagues at base um were under the impression that you weren't working as hard as they were because you're at home and, and so so you wanted to just overcompensate mm. you know and then and so in a sense i i've been working from home but i think what will happen now companies that have been forced into that situation will now see that actually this can work our staff can be productive and in a lot of cases far more so because they're not they don't have the interruptions that they would have in the office they're not stopping to talk to each other as they would have done in the office they're not running off every second to make cups of tea as they do in the office oh, for I, like that, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> i i and i my daughter is working from home she has um they started home working just before the lockdown and she's very very structured you know she's in the office at nine o'clock she comes out for lunch at one she goes back and, two, and so on but she's like that she misses the office interaction and she really misses the time with her colleagues um in the office because yeah. i've not known it for a long time 
for me, what this has done has actually relaxed me a little bit because I realize now that there are lots more people in, in the situation who are working from home and therefore people understand some of the challenges that working from home brings. And I'm pretty sure for those people with children, it may seem like a godsend, but I would imagine this has been a terrible time yeah. trying to work from home with children. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, I think it's so complex, isn't it? Yeah. I hear you totally makes sense when you say um, when you were working at, uh, from home with a beeb, you felt like you needed to do more. Um, and I think some people feel at, at, at the moment that they, they are having to kind of overcompensate or they feel like they're working harder during the lockdown. Yeah. I definitely know I feel as if I'm kind of like the clappers, to be honest, when I'm, yeah. <laughs> when I'm working. Um, but then I totally get what you were saying, um, how your daughter feels, because I really miss my colleagues, you know, having that little bit of a chat to them in the morning or when you catch them in the yeah. corridor, just quick catch up on about something that, you know, uh, I'm not going to waste an email. Let me just go next door to their office and just see if they're there so I can just communicate this bit and we can have a bit quick chat and, and yeah. solve that problem. Um, and yeah, just to stretch your legs, get a cup of tea, just a different environment. I'm, fe I'm feeling <laughs> loss big time. Yeah. Um, but I think as humans, we need that. Yeah, humans totally. need that yeah. interaction. Yeah. So whilst I think the world, you, you're asking about business changes, I think the world has changed. And I think there's going to be a new norm. Yeah. And hopefully what it will be is that employers will be able to be more flexible and, be, and understand that we need both. We need that interaction with our colleagues building that bonding with your colleagues like you said sometimes you don't want to have some things doesn't need to be emailed it's a quick conversation and yeah. we still need that yeah. but equally they won't be that shock horror that somebody says i'd like to work from home today because i need it's easier i've got some fit someone coming in and if i can carry on working from home because how many of us have had to take leave because we're waiting for a delivery that turns up at six o'clock in the evening oh. <laughs> and you've wasted your or, day or not at all one time i did that for argos and they were like eight till six p.m <laughs> and at seven p.m i was still sitting there and trying to get through to the call center going where are my kids yeah um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. And psychologically, it's tough to deal with. Um, but, you know, uh, there, what's great is there's lots of information out there about how you can kind of use yeah. um, anonymous sources, anonymous charities that will help you yeah. um, around your kind of emotional well-being and things like that. And I think we're all very much more now in tune with... Yeah those places that we can kind of go to get help and strategies of self-care and all that sort of thing. Um, so um, uh, who, who are you sharing your abode with during the lockdown and um, <laughs> what is life like for you now? <laughs> well, um, I'm sharing my abode with my daughter um, because, because she had her own um, place in London and I, on my own in London. So we just thought, if we're gonna be in lockdown, we might as well be in lockdown together. Yeah. So, um, so I'm sharing my abode with her, which has been really, you know, the strange thing is, and I've been saying this to lots of people, working from home is one thing when you choose to work from home. Mm. 
<laughs> when someone and, and because you in your head you know you have the freedom to work from home or go into a cafe or whatever somebody says stay at home you're not allowed to go out <laughs> once a day that has been the most challenging thing and initially i've changed though but initially i was finding any excuse to go to the shops <laughs> oh i just need this <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> i need yes. to go to the shop yes that concept of being told to stay home has been really hard. So, and like I said, my daughter is very disciplined um, in that she does do her nine. In fact, she's probably, I, I said to her yesterday, I think you're given more hours because she never finishes before six. Yes. And I said, as a rule, you don't do that at work. That's crazy. So, yeah. She's up on that. So, so, but at least that time in the evening, is when I would be sitting down watching the TV on my own, reading a book on the internet, whatever. Now you have someone you can communicate with. So that has sharing a, a bold with her has been good. And strangely enough, even she was saying that the other day, we couldn't really, and we've always got on, but I oh, did good, worry. Good. I was going to say. No, we've always got on. But the fact is she's lived on her own for a long time. And so have I. So I did worry how that was going to work out, you know, um, suddenly ha she's back home and, and it's actually been fine. We've been cooking. Oh my goodness. What you've been cooking, anything new or just, you, obviously everyone's cooking more and everyone's eating. More. <laughs> mm -hmm. My waistline is, is testament uh, to yeah. that. You and Sadly. me both, sister. Sadly. You and me both. <laughs> we're all, um, we were joking about a colleague of hers today who, kind of warned them that um, during this lockdown, I've been eating a lot and I know I have put on weight. So let me just warn you, if you see me, don't say a word, don't comment. I don't want to see your face looking shot. <laughs> Because I know. So, so we've all been um, cooking, which is great, oh. but we've all been eating an awful lot more. Um, I've, I think what I've done, though, I haven't necessarily been cooking things that are different, but I've been cooking more traditional Jamaican food, which I'd never bothered with before. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you strike me as, 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 a, as a lady who'd be cooking. I mean, not quite like Saturday soup, because I don't go down <laughs> those routes. Yeah, do it. But, yeah, like, but every Saturday. Saturday every Saturday. No. No, 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 no. Okay, so give us a flavour. Yeah. What, what have you been making? So, let me tell you what I, we made this week that has been really a, a nice one for us because we both went online. We've made this um, coconut deep fried chicken. Oh. Honestly, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Just the words. Just I the know, words. I know, is this the coconut deep fried chicken? So we made that this week. Talk that, to me about that. that. Just real one. quick. What, 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 and it's really simple. It's very straightforward for, you know, all you did is the chicken pieces, you season it up like we would normally. And then you leave it to marinate in coconut milk. So you just leave it to marinate. If you can for an hour, great. If not, you know, give it at least 15 minutes or so. <laughs> and then you just take the chicken pieces and dip it in seasoned flour or just flour and deep fry it. Oh, mercy. oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that we're very happy Frying with. Frying that one. We are now going to, I bought bananas, so we're going to join the banana baking crew because everybody's making banana bread. What is it with banana bread? 
I have no idea. I'd love to try and make some bread. Can't get flour or any baking goods. Love, I managed love to get down, flour for the way. first time. First, when did I go for flour? I went out. Today's Friday, so I went out on Wednesday, and I managed to get flour. You and actually, lovely. I tell I know. you, and I ended up, I ended up having to tell off somebody. I know it's just terrible, but I wasn't going to say anything. Then I thought, no. Um, I was in the shop, and there was only four bags of plain flour left. Mm-hmm. That's all. Four, no, five bags of plain flour left. And this gentleman comes, promptly picks up all five bags. Ay, 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 ay. Isn't there meant to be a limit of three, generally, across the country That's for everything? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to say anything, because I just, I just, you know when you mumble to yourself, oh, you're selfish. But anyway. How can you, you patois, muttering? Anyway. I know what you'd say as well. I just thought. Mm. So I said, I said, it's a bit selfish, isn't it? And he said, he said, oh, well, I've only taken five bags. I said, yes, but there are only five bags there. Don't you think that you could have left it just in case someone else wants one? I said, it's really selfish of you to take up all of what is there and then somebody else who may just want one isn't able to get it and then he kind of flounced off. But I just thought, yeah, I'm sorry, but this is just re- in this situation, it's just really bad. Be- don't be so selfish. Think mm. of other people. Good for you on telling oh, him as well. So I because felt bad. I felt good that I had said yeah, it. Yeah, good. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, yeah, because sometimes, obviously, you know, all our key workers in the supermarkets are super busy. They might not have been able to um, exactly. stop him when they got to exactly. the pill. So good on you. <laughs> I just thought it was wrong. And I was just, do you know, there's one thing out of this, and I know you want to talk about how we're coping during COVID, but one of the things that has been really good is how much people are caring for each other. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, you know, that kind of, um, that sudden goodwill um, and communities coming together, you know, um, a student nurse at my university at BCU, she uh, rallied around to get lots of local people, um, you know, on a kind of a, a mailing list, a group, to then be able to deliver um, food and anything else that vulnerable elderly people needed in our immediate area yeah. um, and you know she did that literally in a week week and a half and made it onto you know local news and national news it's just phenomenal she's just one example of how many hundreds of thousands of people are doing that right now or helping in that effort it's incredible isn't it yeah yeah I think people have been you know especially for those of us who are either have been in the media in the media or relate to the media a lot we have been bombarded with negative stories and we are forgiven to think that people, you know, people have lost that sense of caring and we believe that everybody was awful. And then suddenly something like this happens and you see the thought, the way people have come together. I mean, I, yesterday I was talking to my students and I was asking about what news, because they're all from all over the world, from, from China, from Philippines, from all over. And I was asking about news at homes because we're dealing with news and how, you know, how is it portrayed and what did they listen to? And a number of them talked about Captain Tom. Mm. But, you know, this is incredible. It's a hundred year old man who's now raised 33 million pounds. It's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I remember like, was it three weeks ago when uh, BBC News did a lunchtime live with him and it was... Yeah we're nearly approaching one and a half million pounds. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, wow. And then to see how it like, snowballed <laughs> and just yeah. gone viral around the world is brilliant. It's so yeah. cute. 
Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of every day, every disaster, some good comes out, you know, and, and I think that's something I've seen and I and I'm getting text messages from people I haven't spoken to for years checking how are you doing? Just seeing if you're all right. I've always been um, a healthy eater anyway. I've never been one to eat junk food and I've always been a home cooked person and eat lots of vegetables. That's just me. But I don't, if, if I'm not one of these people, strangely enough, and I, I watch these cookery programs and they say, oh, everybody loves chocolate. And I think, oh, really? Oh, chocolate. Okay, you're not. Yeah, you know, so I'm saying, so I'm not a chocolatey person. I'm not really a biscuity person. So I've never been the kind of person who, who is sitting there snacking on chocolates or biscuits. Oh. I'm one of these people, I buy a bar of chocolate today and three months later, you'll be hiding half of it in the fridge. No because... way, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been, yeah, if you give me a packet of crackers, okay. it'll be gone. Oh, okay, so then it's quite... savoury, savoury. Yeah, I'm not... yeah. yeah. And, and so um, I'm not, I've started taking more vitamins. I have definitely started taking more natural, natural herbs as well. Um, and I do my vitamin D every day. And I think that's partly as, uh, as um, black people, we struggle in this, especially when we've had such a poor summer in terms of our vitamin D levels. So oh. I take, I, you know, I've all taken vitamin D supplements and I've taken it for quite a while, but I think I'm more rigid now because I know we need to build up our immune system. So, and I've, and I've started, I've bought, deliberately bought multivitamins and, and um, I think it's primrose oil and, and I take a um, couple of um, natural herbs and I've done those and I think I've stuck to them a bit more rigidly because of this unknown nature of this virus and the fact that I know our immune system is important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, uh, and the news is very, very clear in that, you know, um, people of our origin, African and Caribbean origin, are more prone to the virus, as we see in the the figures, the data that is now being investigated, um, you know, with uh, Public Health England. So it's a it's a horrid fact, but at least it's been recognised. And now there'll be much more um, research and um, uh, nursing staff are being advised, uh, nursing staff of, of, of African and Caribbean origin are being advised now by bosses not not to work on the front, front line or to, to to divert them to other duties to try and protect them to shield them um so yeah we absolutely have to be more vigilant is there anything that you've learned then um anything else you've learned from uh you know that the cancer treatment and the, and the process that you've been through which is helping you um be more resilient in this time now um i think when you have dealt with any life-changing issues mine was breast cancer for you know we've all had different things i think it puts a lot of things into perspective and um for me i think what it since completing my treatment and i had the full works i had the the chemotherapy i had the radiotherapy i you know so i had the operation chemo radiotherapy the full works so and at the time when i was going through it I was so focused on just going through the process that I think I didn't allow myself to to take on board the seriousness of it. Coming through it, um, I was due to have my very first annual checkup 
um, a month ago. And because of COVID, that's now been put back. Wow. Um, so you, I, but since completing the treatment for me, this is when it's began to sink in of how serious it, it was. Um, and therefore you just, I just give thanks on a daily basis that I am here. And as someone said, if you turn that switch in your head that says, I am safe at home, not that I am stuck, then it makes it your whole feeling of being in the house different. And I give thanks every day that I am healthy. I'm not in hospital with COVID and I, as I could have been. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think what it's done is given me a greater appreciation of life. And, and therefore, and, and also I've always been one of these people who got positive outlook on things. So I just try to constantly build on that to always, you tell me something that's happening to you, I'm going to be telling you a, a something that's positive. That's yeah. just, that just yeah. comes natural to me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you to look at it in this way. Yeah. It's just the natural way I deal yeah, with good. it. Good. And I think that's what um, dealing with breast cancer did. And now with this whole COVID, I just keep thinking, like everything else, it'll pass. It, you know, this too will pass. So what do we get from that? And if what, what we get from that is more flexibility in work for some people, or what we get from that is more kindness from some people, then some good will have come out of it. And I think that's how I rationalize the yeah. whole situation. Yeah. 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 I also think in some ways, um, you know, all being, I'd like to think that it might motivate people who feel like, Okay, so something that I know work-wise has been wrenched away from me because of this, but what are the new opportunities? What are the yes. new ways that I could um, be happy and kind of make income and, 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 ha- and you know, provide some kind of value to people in the world? Um, I think the opportunities are endless, although I fully understand everybody's challenges are, are completely unique. Um, it's funny, I was just talking to um, Rowan Warmington, who's going to be on the fabulous man podcast. <laughs> um, and he was telling me about how his son suddenly has just decided, right, I'm going to start writing songs um, and, you know, filming some performances. And he's got wow. recognised by... Um, uh, sounds terrible like I don't know he's loyal corner um okay. a kind of a quite a big London-based wow. kind of okay. crime rapper he's been recognized yeah. by him so you know just just a few just a change in mindset yeah um can help and positivity you're, you're great to have around I'm gonna have you as a positivity yeah. on my shoulder because I'm sometimes a little bit uh well I fight my negativity um often and I do try and see you know the the flip side or see other things I think it's also part of us being a journalist as well isn't it yeah because you have to see both sides right you have to see both sides as as far as you can yeah and I think I for me I had to really work on building that positivity I had to really I would go to sleep every single night without fail listening to some motivational inspirational mm. speaker. Yeah. That's you know and even if you don't even know it's happening that is changing you it is changing you because you will then find yourself saying things like like oh well, I never used to do that. I never used to say it like that. And you're realizing that your thought process is changing. Oh, but yeah. but as, and I keep saying to people 
that's not a one-off. That's just a change. If we think if you're 20, if you're 30, if you're 40, you've had all of those years of being told one thing and your mindset being built in one way, suddenly you want to change it. That's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. That's a process. Yeah. So you just have to take that time and build and build. And one day you will find yourself actually thinking in a more positive light and you don't know where it came from. Yeah, but it's totally. now the new you. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like when I mentioned my book, when I was, I wrote the book while I was going through my chemo. What? Did you? <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Time, give us the name of your book. Don't be yeah. afraid. Yes, my yes, yes, girlfriend. <laughs> and how, called, um, how to carry out media interviews. Excellent. And actually, it wasn't meant to be a book. It was, it was something like yourself. You know, I've been, as I said, with me, I've been really fortunate with the BBC. So when I was working with the BBC, I worked with a lot of community groups. And um, prior to the BBC, a lot of my voluntary work was with voluntary groups, and particularly BAME groups and charitable groups. And I always used to find that, you know, you and I know our people say, oh, the media doesn't, it's not interested in what we're doing and mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, I, and when you start working with them, you realize, yeah, there is an issue, there's an issue. However, you're not approaching the media correctly. Yep. So sometimes you need some lessons on how to do it. So that was my initial thing. While I was working with community groups, I used to always be kind of telling them what they ought to do, how they should approach the media. what they And so while I was ill, I started writing just little tips and then I contacted a, a number of my uh, ex-BBC colleagues and said what are the key tips you would give to someone coming in for an interview what would you want them to be how would you want them to be prepared and that was what formulated it and I had a business coach at the time and I was telling her and she's like oh well you've got to publish it and I said I said it's not really a book it's just <laughs> oh yes it is <laughs> and that's how it came about and also um, my assistant was just superb because she would read everything and then she would edit it for me and between the two of them she would just spur me on and and I think it took my mind off what I was going through yeah so I think that so for me it was it was never um meant to be oh gosh I'm writing a book and I'm going to be what it was it was um for me an express just something to express you know give some advice and also it's cathartic yeah I'm, you know and it came about organically as well. Like you said, a lot of people yeah. just go, right, okay, I'm at the stage of my career. I need to write a book because I need this. Yeah. <laughs> I think so to get to X. And it's like, you know, it's beautiful. And, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not dissing people who do that. No, it's fine. It's, no. it's, it's your goal. You know, so it's one of your goals. It's one of your goals. It is yeah, what it is. Absolutely. But I like how, um, like you say, it, it's, it's, it came organically and it offers a lot of brilliant advice, um, invaluable advice, to help people, you know, get recognized or, you know, do what they can and do the right things that they can to get recognized, to get that um, kind of uh, media attention, the right yeah. kind of media attention, which um, ultimately will help them as a professional or help them and their business kind of oh. grow. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, it often is the difference between um, a business that is flagging and one yeah. that is then propelled into new spaces that gets new clients and all the oh. rest of it and lots of interest and attention. So, um brilliant book where can we get it it's on amazon it's on lulu and it's on barnes and noble so you know 
Awesome. Or they, awesome. Or they can always contact me. Yeah, <laughs> then I can, at least I can sign it. Nice. Okay. Well, definitely we're going to put your um, but yeah, website I mean, details out with this as well. Yeah. So everyone will yeah. know if they want to approach you. Thank you. Um, so you were talking about food. Any, <laughs> are there any new um, things that you, maybe you're watching, films, all that sort of stuff that you can recommend that, you know, you can say to people, watch this because it's... Um, well, I tell you, and honestly... I am now watching on Unorthodox on Netflix. Have you watched it? You're, <gasps> you're about the tenth person who's been telling me about Unorthodox. Honestly, really? It so is, is it that so good? It is so good. And I just okay. finished wash, watching Self Made, of course, about uh, Madam CJ Walker. I've just finished yeah. watching that one. But I saw um, that got, too. That well, was interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. And I think the thing yeah. with Madam CJ, because we knew the story, mm. it was nice to just watch the internet. Yeah, we know it's it's a dramatization, but at least it was good to get a sense of a bit more the relationship yeah. and the drive and I mean, come on, that woman had a vision. She had a vision. Yeah. She had a vision from day one, didn't she, to produce, yeah. to just help other women like herself just look good and feel and feel confident about yeah. their own hair, which is a message that is still so important today. Yeah. It, it yeah. has not waned. It has not waned. Um, so but unorthodox. Unorthodox. You must try and watch that. Self-made. What else? And I'm a, I'm a big fan of normal things like um, I still watch um, Grey's Anatomy. I still oh, watch that. I'm still coming on. Yeah. I never, I never went for <gasps> that one. You know. Oh yeah. Mm. So I'm still very much into my okay. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. My my daughter's recommending I should watch You. I haven't started that one yet, Ooh. so that's on my list. I, I did watch that season one. Couldn't quite get myself back into season two, right. but season yeah, one I is actually kind of quite amazing. Literally, yeah. the first five seconds, you'll be like, oh, "What?" <laughs> okay. and, it, and it reels you. It reels yeah. you in from the opening line. Yeah. yeah, and Killing Eve. Killing Eve is, you know, I love. I just love that. Okay, we've been resisting that. I don't know why, <gasps> but no, I'm going to do no. it. Yeah, yeah, your reaction definitely yes, going to stop much. resisting. Especially the thing with Killing Eve, and this, the writers, I mean, um, she's wonderful anyway, is, uh, what's your name, who did? Phoebe um, Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. She is just amazing. Yeah. I've never watched something where there's a serial killer that you actually love. <laughs> <laughs> is really? Okay. Yeah. That's Honestly. really... You love that serial killer and she gives your in hysterics. Wow. Okay. And she's a serial killer who doesn't care at all about what she does. Wow. And yet you have warmed to her and she makes you laugh. I mean, I think that's why I think she is, Phoebe has just done a phenomenal job because it's, it's not the kind of thriller that we're used to. And normally you you would want that person caught and this instead of this one you just don't want them to catch her you just want to see what she does next oh my but if you have unorthodox i'm glad lots of people have recommended because it's definitely worth okay watching. i'm on that then because i'm looking for something yeah. new um because we just finished all three seasons of ozark on netflix which is oh, outstanding oh, um, and I didn't realize how uh, how much it was valued in the television community in America because to like um, Jason Bateman, who's one of the main stars and the director, I think he won Best Director of a Drama Series oh. at the Emmys. And um, one of the main actresses won Best Supporting Actress, yeah. Julia Garner. So then when I saw that, I thought, mm, okay, mm. then yeah, it is as good as I thought it was. 
yeah the morning show is also a good one us as journalists yeah. the morning show i like oh yeah. i like jennifer aniston yeah yeah, yeah. Liked and, and, and reese witherspoon is good oh my yeah. goodness okay i'm definitely yeah. gonna do that because uh I think I got free. Didn't everybody? Doesn't everybody get free Apple Plus for a year or something? I don't know. Something I've like definitely that. got free. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 Books you're reading? Anything like that? Are you doing anything new? Because a friend of mine says she does knitting now. She took up knitting. Oh, I saw. <laughs> no. I know it's great. Again, I'm I'm only joking. When I do that, yeah, I'm not like being. <laughs> I used to. When, like, years ago, I used to knit. And I even did, yeah. I knit one my, my brother in, my brother-in-law used to do um he used to play cricket and I knitted them cricket jumpers oh. with all those cabling up there and yeah. I wouldn't I don't even know if I'd know how to read a pattern now. Yet I was I was a full blown knitter. Oh. Um but That's no amazing. I don't I, I, <laughs> but I haven't done that for years and years. I read um and I have what's the book? I've just started it and I can't kind of get my head i'm just starting to read noughts and crosses okay yeah and i mean i started it um because i think it's because i'd missed the series i didn't watch the series and my daughter had the book so she said oh well read the book so i've started reading noughts and crosses um it's good um but I don't know what, whether my head is, isn't, isn't in the right place at the moment. I think I've got two books on the go, but I'm not concentrating. Yeah, you got to do one, haven't you? One yeah. and be really into one and pursue it to the end. Yeah, that's what I find if I, if, you know, when you've got a big pile of books and you're like, I've got to get through these, these are recommendations. Yeah, exactly. And you've got them there. And yeah, if you mix them up, it's, I, I personally find it harder. So it yeah. might be just close one and go, I'm going to come back to you. Uh, focus yeah i've just on finished other. one called she said yes and um oh, strangely that? enough that, one, that, that one was recommended by my pastor and it's to do with the um school shooting in america um the first one the first Whoa. big one yeah it's one of the one of the young one of the children the young girl that was killed um in the school shooting um it's written by her mother Whoa. And it's really, I, I finished that one in two, in a day. And it day, was, was, two that days. Not, was that not Literally. dramatic? Was it telling the story of everything that happened, was it? it? It went into what happened, but it was more about her daughter before she died, hmm. before she got killed. Oh, and then she's telling the story of what people have told her about how her daughter behaved on the day. What? And it's it's the story. The head said she said she said yes was because one of the shooters is is a Columbine. It was Columbine, wasn't it? Do you know my brain was going Columbine? Yeah, Columbine, Columbine. yeah. I think it was yeah. Columbine. Yeah. One of the shooters before he, when he was going around, he was asking them, you know, do they believe in God? Do you believe oh, in whatever? And that's what when he held the gun to her, he said, do "You believe in God?" And she said, "Yes." Yeah. So it's a really, it's good, it's good. But it's lovely because the mother, she didn't glamorize her daughter up to the, which is, which is sometimes, you know, people say, oh, don't speak ill of the dead. But no, mm. she was very mm. much about her. She, it, was, it was a really raw story. But I, but I literally spent, I think, a day, I, fit, I bought the book, the book came, I started reading it, and I couldn't put it down. No way. Sounds yeah. really emotional. So that's, it's worth getting. 
Okay. And again, right. maybe because it's a, it's a story we think we know. Exactly. This is, this is, you know, from the horse's mouth, isn't it? From a family yeah. member, from a mother. So absolutely. Yeah. Now, before yeah. we go, any tips, hints, advice for anybody? Could you offer any um, for anybody who's kind of thinking, I'm struggling to um, kind of get through this lockdown. You know, I'm getting a bit anxious about when they're going to ease the lockdown because that's the narrative at the moment, isn't it? Um, anything to help people kind of cope going through this? Because we don't know. It might be extended, might not it? It might not, you know. Any advice for anyone who's kind of worried, anxious? Yeah. It's really, it's, I think my thing, and, I, and I've done this, and I'm sure you have with your students. When I met up with my students virtually, on Tuesday and we talked about there were a number of them that really have been struggling and my advice to them as it would be to anyone else is acknowledge that you have a right to feel what you're feeling don't you know sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're not coping we think what we should be what's going on no you have a right to feel what you're feeling and acknowledge whatever it is that you're feeling. The only, only reservation I would have is you need to, you, at some stage, you can't just bury yourself in the negativity. You've got to give yourself permission to feel it, but you've also got to get out of it because it's out of our control. And also the other thing I, I firmly believe in, and maybe this is because as a Christian, I have strong faith and I have strong beliefs. And maybe I, I've been proven time and time again that whenever I think things, oh my gosh, how am I going to manage? There's no jobs for next month. Where the money's going to come from? Out of the blue, something comes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and maybe that's just, that's just how things are. I, you know, for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a different belief as to why it happens. But what I'm saying is just tell yourself this too will pass. I really live by that term. This too will pass. Yeah, If, if you get up one day and you don't feel like getting out of bed, so what? Stay in bed. Stay in bed. Yeah. Get up the next morning, shower, get dressed, and make yourself ready for that day. But if you don't feel like it on that day, so be it. We all, we're all entitled to having our down. I, you know, I try to stay positive, and in most cases, I am. But for whatever reason, last week, one day, I just felt weepy. I don't know where it was coming from. I couldn't tell you that something had triggered it, but it just felt like, oh. You just felt weepy and that's fine the yeah. next day i don't feel like that absolutely i think i totally agree we've got to give ourselves permission to feel what we feel um yeah i had uh, two down days just after mm. easter too and just was like flawed couldn't even i couldn't even make sense of it but yeah i was just flawed didn't do anything for two whole days to sat and just kind of um but then yeah you, you pick yourself up and you just kind of go right okay the gratitude i'm here I'm alive, I'm breathing, I can do things, I can, I can occupy my mind in different ways, I can focus my attention on different things, you know, I can look at being more creative, do some more work, you know, look for new work, reskill myself, you know, try a new hobby, watch a new show, read new books, everything, grasp it all and use it, grasp yes. it all and yeah. use it. Um, 
But Evadne, thank you so, so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. Could have gone on and on and on. Thank you. Definitely. Thank could you have so done the whole I don't know whether anyone would join us, but we would be here for another hour yeah, or two. You and real. I could carry on talking. Yeah, totally. What? Listen, thank you. Thank you so it. much. You are awesome. Thanks for tuning in to another story of inspiration, triumph and joy. I've got lots more fabulous women available for you to listen to right now. So subscribe and download them for a listen. Stay tuned. Stay connected. We're on YouTube at Raging Brum and on Instagram at The Fabulous Podcasts. See you soon. The Fabulous Woman Podcast is a Raging Brum production.